Welcome to the Pet Podcast for pet parents, pet lovers, and it's all about pets. I'm Lauren, a certified professional pet sitter and pet owner. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pet Podcast. Very excited to have you with us. If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you're notified when a new episode comes out. And like us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and definitely check out our YouTube page, Pet Podcast, where you can see recordings of some of the podcasts. Today, we are going to focus on cats. I know the first couple episodes, we really focused on dogs, but I don't want to leave out the cats. And we'll talk about other animals as the podcast goes on. But today, I want to specifically talk about polydactyl cats or Hemingway cats, as you may know them as. Polydactyly is a genetic condition that causes cats or any other individual or species to be born with extra toes or fingers or digits on their paws. Cats typically have 18 toes. They have four on each of their back paws and five on each of their front. Polydactyly, the cats can have up to nine digits on each of their paws. So, and it's definitely, it's an inherited trait. It is a dominant gene within cats as well. It doesn't always appear in every generation, but once there is that gene within that lineage, it will always be there. And even if the cat is not a polydactyl, there is a good chance they can pass that gene onto their offspring. I want to talk a little bit about my Regina. She is a polydactyl. When she was born, she has five toes on each of her back paws, and she was born with six nails and five digits, or seven, I'm sorry, seven nails and six digits on each of her front paws. So she had a little bit of a different condition, but she still has those extra toes. And when she walks, she does look like she has mittens on and it is adorable. Be sure to check out our Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to post a couple pictures of Regina and of course her paws showing you her extra toes. There is a lot of lore around the polydactyl cats. Why are they called Hemingway cats? Well, Ernest Hemingway was a huge fan. He's known to have had up to 70 or 80 polydactyl or polydactyl lineage cats on his property. Uh, So that's a little bit interesting. There's also some lore around why polydactyls became so important to sailors. A lot of sailors in Eastern Europe thought they were lucky and would bring them on their ships with them. They thought their bigger paws helped them maneuver around the ship as well as take care of any rodents that may be on the ship as well. And so there was that kind of fun little superstition that they were good luck. And that also explains why where the polydactyls kind of started in that Eastern Europe, they ended up really on the East Coast of the U.S., you know, in the New England area as ships would come over from England. So now I want to touch on a little bit of uh, fun facts about Hemingway cats. I know I mentioned it a little bit earlier. You know, Ernest Hemingway was very interested in polydactyls, but where did that come from? So in the 1930s, 
Ernest Hemingway was gifted a white polydactyl cat named Snow White from a ship captain, and thus grew his little love affair with polydactyl cats. I know I mentioned earlier that when he was alive, there were probably anywhere from 60 to 80 cats at some point, all polydactyls or within the polydactyl lineage, roaming the grounds of his estate. Since his death, all of the cats are that were from the original lineage and still in the lineage are still roam the Ernest Hemingway grounds, which is now a museum. There's about 40 to 50 cats there at any given time. Not all of them are polydactyls, but they all come from the polydactyl lineage that was all started from Snow White. So now I have some fun facts about Hemingway cats and the estate that they live on. The Ernest Hemingway Home and Museum is located in Key West, Florida. So one of the things that I found interesting was when they talked about the cats on the entire island of Key West, they said that almost all of them, if not all of them, can be traced back to the lineage of one of the Hemingway cats. It's a small island, and so everyone has been saying that all of the cats on that island are related. But like I mentioned earlier, at any given time, only about half of the cats of the Hemingway estate are actual polydactyls. So they all have the polydactyl gene, but it, it although it is a dominant gene, it's not expressed in every new kitten. So there can be some in a litter that have it, and the rest of the litter don't have that gene that's expressed, but they're all carrying it. So something kind of fun about the gene mutation that causes polydactylism is it's actually named after a video game. The gene mutation is named after Sonic the Hedgehog. And it was named by two German scientists who were studying this anomaly and noticed that when the gene was mutating and there were maggots on this gene as they were kind of experimenting with it, they noticed that these organisms had very spiky outer exterior and they said it most closely resembled a hedgehog. Thus, they named the gene mutation for polydactylism is Sonic the Hedgehog. All the cats at the Hemingway estate have very creative names. Ernest Hemingway was known for naming his cats after famous people, American or otherwise. So some of the names are Marilyn Monroe, Harry Truman, H-A-I-R-Y, <laughs> Truman Capote, Billie Holiday, Cary Grant, just to name a few. So it's very fun. And according to the Ernest Hemingway House and Museum website, the staff does get to vote on the names of all of the cats. So all of the cats that live at the Hemingway House were born there. They do try to control the population. In order to keep the lineages going, they allow each female cat to have one litter. That's it. One and done. Then they are spayed. And then the tomcats are there to do their business. And they do let them roam free, but there aren't as many of the tomcats that they don't fix roaming the grounds. But they are all born there. Another interesting fact is whenever a Hemingway cat passes, they are buried on the grounds as well. There is a cemetery dedicated solely to all of the Hemingway cats. Each cat gets its own headstone with engraving, 
and an entire burial procession and funeral. The employees of this estate and museum really, really care for these cats and are keeping the tradition alive. I know it's a little strange to talk about cats that just roam freely on an estate grounds, but rest assured, they do get veterinary care on a regular basis. There is a vet that travels to the estate grounds once a week to perform routine procedures on the cats and do checkups and then give them their annual vaccines. So the cats are very well cared for. Now, I'm not saying all the cats are perfect. There was one of the cats that was in kitty jail at the vet for a few days for nipping a guest on the grounds. It's probably attributed to the guests really wanting to interact with these cats and not knowing some of the body language where the cat is saying, I'm not in the mood. And that's all right. Also, they were the subject of a federal complaint where group said it's that the cats weren't being taken care of and they can roam free all over. And so to come to an agreement so they are able to keep the cats on the ground as indoor-outdoor cats, the estate and the museum did decide to put up a fence to keep the cats in and from roaming free all around Key West while still having the ability to roam within the grounds. So something, (laughs) not every cat is perfect and neither are these. But another interesting fact that I found is catnip is a big problem at the estate. People really want to interact with these cats when they come to visit and everyone thinks the cats will come up to them with catnip. But what the officials at the estate and museum have said that this actually can cause more problems within the cats. It makes perfect sense. You're putting a high value treat item in the area where there could be 40 to 50 cats. So there might be, you know, a little bit of wrestling over who gets the catnip. If you do want to go and visit the Ernest Hemingway Museum and Grounds, I highly advise you to not bring catnip. Lastly, my last little tidbit is all of the Ernest Hemingway cats on the grounds survived Hurricane Irma. Because they are indoor-outdoor cats and given free roam of the estate, as the hurricane was approaching, 10 employees volunteered to stay with the cats throughout the storm. They rounded up all the cats, got them inside, and they rode out the storm together. And I just think it's so wonderful that this estate and the museum are upholding these traditions and honoring Ernest Hemingway and his polydactyl cats. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pet Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. This helps us reach pet parents and pet lovers such as yourself. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Pet Podcast. If you have any questions you'd like answered or ideas for topics you'd like to hear about, send us a message through social media or send an email to podcast at petpodcast.com. See you next time.